if I don't feel they've got a really burning desire, yeah. I'll be quite clear with them and say we're wasting each other's time. Actually, take you much longer and be much more costly because of the lack of experience you have in some of the fundamentals. And they were just like, you're crazy. That's not how it's done. You just put down your deposit and then yeah. off you go. The momentum is real, but it, it takes work to get to that point. But suffer through it and go to the back of the room and sign up. And I, there's part of me that was at the back of the room signing up going, oh my God, I, I hate this. Like, Welcome to the Net Gain Club podcast. In this episode, we are talking about how to get started in property. We are going to cover some of the pitfalls that you can easily fall into when you're looking to get into investing in property as a professional. And we're going to give you some practical steps about how to get started. We've got a huge amount to cover in this episode. So let's get started. So there's a lot of education and content out there. And before you've come across this podcast, the chances are that people are going to be aware that there are free education out there. So yes, your podcast, your YouTube, there's lots of stuff on the internet. But there's also the training element of it. So the paid for yeah. seminars, workshops, all that kind of stuff. So Mark, for someone that's starting out, where do you place the importance of the free content versus the paid for content? Well, let's start with the, the the main assumption is getting educated in the first place, right? Absolute given as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure you feel the same. We need to get educated. The cost of learning by trial and error in property is quite literally going to be quite expensive. Um, so getting educated, understanding, particularly if you're looking to scale and do this as a business is, is a no-brainer. So yeah, it comes down to the wealth of resources. And there are a lot of resources now, way more than when you and I yep. started out in property on things like YouTube and books you can read and things like that versus paid content. So well, to answer the question in a kind of roundabout kind of way, let's look at it this way. Do I regret spending the money that I spent on education? Because we spent a good amount of money, yeah, tens of thousands of pounds, if you look at it over the course of Absolutely. a few years. Um, and I would say categorically, I don't regret that. Now, was some of the education better than others? Absolutely. There, there was some that, that was invaluable. There was some that wasn't quite such good quality. Um, but I don't regret any of it because I think that Without that, we wouldn't be where we are now. And regardless, it allows you to shortcut the learning curve, as yeah. it were, benefit, piggyback off other people's experience and get a leg up. So listen, if you jump onto Facebook forums or whatever, you will see there's quite an anti-education sentiment, isn't there? Or yeah. anti-paid education sentiment. Yes. And so many people saying you can learn everything on YouTube. and I'm, I, I, I don't believe that either. I no. think there's this way that you you should be using Facebook forms. You should get on there and yeah. you should have a community where yeah. you can ask those questions. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but in reality, having then a group of people around you that you know are at the same place, the same understanding, sometimes, and we'll talk probably a little bit about how formalized training sometimes can put the blinkers on yeah. for sure. Um, however, when you're kind of looking at that that training element of it, knowing who you can go contact, knowing if there's someone who knows what they're talking about, because you like, I think with anyone, when you're starting out in any business, property or wherever it is, yeah. you've got to have your eyes wide open. Yeah. You've got to know who you're talking to. Does that person actually know what they're doing? Have they yeah. been in that circumstance? Have they spent their time and money getting educated themselves? That's, that's the biggest concern yeah. that you could take what someone says as gospel from any of these sources, you've got to go do your own fact checking. You've got to yeah. go and figure out for yourself, is this suitable for me? Yeah. And that's another big part of it because there are so many different places to start. There's so many different strategies. There's so many different ways of doing it that actually they're not all right for everyone. Yeah. And if you decide to go and do a specific training course, they'll take your money. Yeah, come along and do it as opposed to, are you actually in the right place to do this? Do you have the funds or the education, the time, the experience to do it? So there's there's a lot of things to watch out for. Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head, though, because how has the industry ended up with 
that sentiment in place where there is a lot of anti and I think you know over the past decade let's say there have been a lot of people out there that mm. have a lot of training providers a lot of gurus as we like yep. to call them that have taken advantage of the fact that it's quite an unregulated space it's not exactly. like going to get a university degree or formal cpd training so um you know there are a lot of horror stories out there and a lot yep. of people who will feel that they've been burnt by that but don't forget also that quite often people who um, relate having negative experiences to having paid for education because they've not gone on and done anything with it that is and rather than yeah. like take ownership of that they tend to reflect on the quality of the education and and say look the it's, education was crap when actually they didn't go and act on it there's there's both sides of the scale there yeah. because there are some bad education so it's 100%. just like we were saying people people go do these courses that shouldn't be doing them in the first yeah. place they're not in the right place in their yeah. time um and you know i i truly believe anyone could go do property but there's sometimes there are just yeah. these cases of actually no that's not the right move so yeah. you have you have do you have companies and trainers that will take advantage because they're there for the sales? They make their money in the education rather than the actual doing themselves. Yeah. And those ones do give a bad name to overall training. Yeah. But equally, you have people who have been in the industry for 20 years and things have changed and they yeah. maybe haven't changed what they've been doing. And so they spend their time on those forums telling you if you've gone and done training, then it's ridiculous and it's you, it's. I mean, they've seen a lot of people start behave badly because they're told that you need yeah. to go out and and hit it and lie to people. And so they've seen this and they just attach a sentiment of negativity towards people who have done yeah. training. And in some points, that's looking back on themselves going, yeah. well, actually, maybe they're struggling or they didn't change. They didn't go keep up with what was going on yeah. and how you need to then actually the, the days of doing property in that way, you can't yeah. do it anymore. And they're banging the same drum because they don't know any difference. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're still pushing the same message. And actually the market's moved on, the industry's moved on, the 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 economic climate has moved on as much yeah. as anything. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Paid education, um, it's a strange mentality to have. Uh, can you imagine any other industry? Can you imagine getting a job, a, a normal job, yeah. in inverted quotes? Can you imagine getting a job? And, you know, you, you rock it, you say, right, okay, where, where, you know, what will I be getting in terms of training and resources? Oh, just go and watch some YouTube videos. Can you imagine that? It would never happen, right? But then how much do we spend on going to university as well yeah. to do a degree that, I mean, I know university isn't just about the learning. There's yeah. the life, yeah. the education, the growing up element, the living on your own, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but in reality, you spend more and you probably take longer to pay that off yeah. than you do if you go, right, I've just dropped anywhere from as little as one pound up to 20,000 pounds on training, yeah. um, I need to go and make that back in a deal. You're that much more motivated, whereas your student loan just sits there in the background yeah. going, oh, everyone's got that. Let's, that's, 100%. Which is a weird way to think about yeah. it in reality. But in the same way as there's so much more to a university degree, there's also so much more to the right kind of property training. Yes. It's the people you meet during yeah. the process. It's the contacts you make. It's the mentoring and ongoing coaching that you get. I know that's something we're really big on that, yeah. you know... It's not okay. drop and run. <laughs> well, let, let's let, let's think of it this way then. So I think getting yourself educated and um, finding the right people to learn from, people who've walked the path that you want to walk yeah. and are still walking it um, and are able to drop that rope ladder down to you, I think is absolutely critical. Mm -hmm. um, but we've had this conversation around um, creating what we've created with the Net Gain Club. Mm -hmm. How much value is there in the actual knowledge itself? Now, clearly that's important. You've got to, you've yeah. got to get that knowledge. It's what helps you um, not like blunder blindly into mistakes if you like but actually the real value these days because there is so much um there are there are so many different training providers out there there's so much on youtube the real value is in the support and the community that you build around it right and and the people that are there that within our community it's not just myself and you answering questions yeah. for sure it's yeah. everyone else who has those lived experiences yeah. and what I've done in a property deal transaction won't be the same on what someone else is doing, yeah. but it doesn't mean that you can't learn from that community. And sometimes it's not just a case about knowledge and answering a question. It's about being there when someone genuinely goes, yeah. help. Like, yeah. what have I done? I'm struggling with this. Something hasn't worked out. Yeah. And having a bunch of people that will band together, support emotionally, 
physically at times. Yeah, yeah I'll come and give you a hand at the property and yeah. we'll we'll get through this together. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, when you're looking for whatever type of training it is, you have to decide, right, what is important to you? Yeah. So cost is a consideration. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, the type of training or learning that you work best from. Yeah. So some people work and only work better one-to-one. -one. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that's always the best way to start. Yeah. I think it's a very good way when you're then going, right, I've got the basics. Let's now... Take it to the next level. Yeah, let's take yeah. it to the next level and or figure out why it's not working. Yeah. Um, so the type of training, so one-to-one -one groups, um, workshops, retreats, yeah. online things. So there's so many different ways and everyone's going to know where they yeah. prefer to be. Um, and what is that? Where where does it go Yeah. after that first bit? So is this going to service me for the next two plus years? Yeah. And I think that's a really important bit. And I, I also look at it that way going, I don't expect that someone's always going to have this crazy loyalty to one provider, one mentor. I've always said to students, if I'm still mentoring them after two plus years, yeah. either they are continuing to follow me through my growth yeah. and what I'm doing, or it's not working. Yeah. And so I don't, I, I want to see my students and people in our groups go, wow, we've soaked up everything we possibly can soak up. And now I've decided I'm going to go on this way to do this strategy. Yeah. And that's not something someone else provides or that, you know, I'm not going to teach something I don't have knowledge yeah. of. So off you go and just be amazing doing that new thing and hopefully I'll then learn off of you. Yeah. I do think the days of having to pay literally tens of thousands of pounds yeah. for fairly generic off the shelf property education are probably numbered. And I think that's a good thing. Mm. Um, but I think paying for the right kind of education that that is right for you at that time, as you say, yeah. um, with the right people and also looking at all of the other things that go around it, the support and everything else, Personally, I think it's, I, I still think it's a, a massive requirement. I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, are you, do you still pay for education currently? Yeah. So you're yeah. still paying for, I mean, we're not right this second, but we were pretty recently. We were yeah. still investing in, you know, what, what where we needed upskill and, and, and upskill our knowledge to move to the next yeah. level. So we're still doing it now. We are technically on our third one-to-one -one mentor. Yeah. Um. Which is cool because that's the way we've grown and that's what we, we, we would pick people that we needed at that time yeah. to do what we needed to do. Whether that's emotional yeah. or whether it's the personality. Yeah. And I think that's a big part because as you grow in your journey, to begin with, you might want someone that's um, on the same wavelength that you feel you've got a connection with. And then when we leveled up, it was someone that I was, I was going to, I very much wanted someone that I was, didn't want to disappoint. Yeah. You know, that I, I was, that was not going to give me, wasn't going to take my excuses. And yeah. we'll talk about excuses as well. Someone that could basically be like, okay, now that you've had your moment, because as we know, I'm a bit of a crier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once, once you've got yourself together, now we're going to do it. Cool. Great. Um, and then the next level is it's just, again, it's just that next level. Yeah. So one-to-one -one mentorship, but that also goes along with the communities that you get involved with. Yeah. And it's okay to outgrow a community. It's okay for that community to go in a different way that doesn't yeah. suit you. Um, but you need to know, and you need to try it. You just, yeah. you need to take a step forward to be like, right, okay, I'm just going to go and try it. Have knowledge of what that's going to cost, what it's going to look like, and just go, right, I, I need accountability yeah. in reality is almost one of the big things. Here's another angle to put on it, though. And this shouldn't be the only reason that you decide to pay a significant mm. chunk of money to get educated, but it's credibility with people like angel investors. Mm, so the fact that we had invested in ourselves and the fact that we were showing that we were taking this seriously, that we were treating this as a profession, yeah. went a long way in those early days to um, our sort of early investors who came on board. Really, um, you know, they valued that. They, they looked at that really positively and was a big gave them reassurance, I guess, that if we were prepared to invest in ourselves and do it seriously, we had credibility coming from our other jobs, but they could see that we were really serious about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that conversation would have gone mm. if we'd said, will, will you lend me £30,000 because I've learned about property on YouTube? 
Do you, know, do you know what I mean? It has a slightly different but, spin on it. It's not the only reason to do it. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's an expensive price to pay. But but then is there sometimes the the people kind of go, well, I have to have that to be able to say I've I've yeah. I've got this credibility. Whereas, whereas actually I could have looked back at my education from a professional point of view, yeah. pre-property, and said, well, if I can manage multi-million pound budgets... I'm, I'm pretty sure I can manage the money for this. So it, it, not to use it as an excuse, yeah. very much as a case say, of going... We're getting into excuses now then, yeah. right, aren't we? And there is, so um, slightly unkindly, but there's a term within property training and they're course junkies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which when you really delve into the, the mentality that drives that. So a course junkie is someone who signs up for every course going... It doesn't obviously take a lot of action off the back of them, but takes another course, mm. another course, another course. Mm -hmm. And I think the motivation driving that is this feeling that um, I'll get started once I know everything and what's And I think... And or the buy to let strategy didn't work for me because I hadn't actually done what I was told. Yeah. And so now I'm going to go do a different strategy and that will be the one that will magically yeah. happen. Yeah. That's definitely mentality. I dabbled, I dipped my toe in it. It wasn't a get rich quick like I thought it was. So I move on to the next yeah. shiny penny, if you like, yeah. next strategy. But I think a lot of it is, you know, the fear of actually taking action, hiding behind mm -hmm. training and saying, well, yeah. I can't start until because. I've done this course. And it's, well, actually, you know, there are steps you can put in place. You can start mm -hmm. building your network and your contacts. You can start talking to agents you don't have to feel that you've you've completed this education course yeah. so that's one thing i think that does sometimes stop yeah. people from getting started although i do have a friend and i won't name names but um <laughs> i will let him know afterwards um he loves to go on lots of those um intro seminar things yeah. so whatever they're called so it might be a two or three day in room environment yeah. he just loves going because he loves the buzz yeah, and well, he's, he's educated. It's, it's inspiration, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not just the information; it's the yeah. inspiration yeah. as well. It's being around like-minded people. As we know, it can be a lonely existence. Yeah. And actually, just getting in a room. Just... If if you know yourself and you know, do you know what? Sometimes I just need that little kick mm. to to move on. Oh, then, he just, yeah, he gets I get that. Totally buzzed off of it, and yeah. then he comes back and he smashes it, and he goes fairly regularly to them because he yeah. has big goals and he knows yeah. that it's tough work. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, so let, let's talk about a couple of the oh, the things that are out there that, you know, we need to be aware of in terms of when you sign up to these courses, you, you very rarely get told how hard it's going to be. Yeah. So is it realistic, Mark, that someone is going to leave their job in two years and have a Ferrari and be a millionaire by the end of those two? Because that's that's kind of the rough average shiny things that get sold is that realistic like does it happen I'm, I'm sure it probably does um is that you know is that the most realistic scenario for most people in most situations no absolutely not you know it's your property like any if, if you want to achieve extraordinary things in your life it's going to take mm. extraordinary effort yeah. it's going to take sacrifice um and it takes time it does take time um i think the knowledge that you can acquire and that, that we've acquired around strategy and how to do this as a professional will help accelerate that. Mm -hmm. So I know when we, so we're talking about how to get started, right? So let's let's think about how we got started because we made all the mistakes in the book. Well, I guess we took action. That's, mm -hmm. that's one thing. but <laughs> That's being the base level yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah, but we, we bought a property and sometimes, yeah. you, you know, you do feel like saying that to some people, don't you? Just can't buy a house you know just just get started <laughs> a you good know. one yeah but stop yeah but yeah worrying exactly. about it <laughs> yeah get yourself educated but then go out and do it you yeah. know anyway so we bought a property this was before getting educated we bought a property um technically an hmo i don't think we even knew it was an hmo it was a student house as mm -hmm. far as we were concerned so we bought a property um my wife had some inheritance money so not savings as well i guess it is savings um and so we put that into a deposit we bought something that was ready to go um I don't, well, no, it wasn't tenanted because on students they go in cycles, but it was effectively active up and running. We didn't need mm -hmm. to do anything to it. Um, got some tenants in, uh, got some students in for the year, four students in there, fantastic, earning a decent bit of rent. We thought, well, this is good. I quite quite like this. I can <laughs> see myself doing a bit more of this. Right then, so how much did we put down the deposit? 50K, whatever. Right, okay, how long is it going to take us to get another 50K? Because I, I quite like this. And then you go, 
This episode is brought to you by NPP Developments, your go-to partner for seamless renovation, construction and land development projects. Whether it's a small refurbishment or a grand construction of an investment property, they'll make your vision a reality while staying within your budget. With expert knowledge and a friendly approach, NPP Developments crafts projects to perfection tailored to your specification. Their dedicated project managers guide you every step of the way, ensuring transparency and quality. To find out more, visit northernpropertypartners.com forward slash podcast. Uh, right, that's X number of years using the rent from that property or putting aside a little bit of your 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 income and everything else. And you think, right, okay, if we're lucky, in 20 years, we might have two or three properties. And for most people who are looking to use property as a way to make wholesale changes to their lives, yes. it's just not going to cut it. No. And so understanding things like being able to recycle your cash, the whole buy, refurbish, refinance, buying properties that are run down, mm-hmm. turning them around and refinancing and pulling the money out, that's you know that's a real light bulb moment, isn't it? That's when you oh, realise, yeah. actually, yeah. I can do lots of properties in a short period. I could even do multiple projects potentially yeah. at the same time, raising private money yeah. to allow me to do that. So, what, what was the point where you did education? Was it after you'd bought that property yeah. and did you hit that point going, what, how do we move on next? Is yeah, that- it, it was in conjunction with the fact that, uh, you know, I, I had some, some professional challenges in, in my previous work um, where the, the company I'd been working for basically went bust and uh, we were then, I was then running my own company and um, it was, yeah, it was quite, a, it was quite a traumatic, quite a volatile time and, and I, I do remember coming out of one particular meeting where I think the, something had just clicked and I just said, you know what, I can't rely on this as the future for my family. This is not um, dependable enough. This is not, you know, long-term enough. And we, we we dabbled in this property and we kind of thought, oh, maybe that's the answer. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any more than that. And I certainly didn't have a, a strategy or a way to turn that into something quickly enough where it would give me the confidence to say, actually, I've got a, a, a one-year timeline, 18-month timeline, two-year timeline to be able to step out of that situation. So, yeah, that's at the point that we decided to get educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a seminar had popped onto my radar. I think it was a rich dad, poor dad seminar. Yeah. I didn't even know it was about property. I'd read the book. <laughs> okay. I'd read the book and I thought, oh, rich dad, poor dad. I like the name. It was, uh, it was in Nottingham. It was yeah. just up the road. I popped out on a lunch break, went to listen, and it turned out it was about property. And they were spelling out, what I now know to be just the 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 overview of what buy refurbish refinance basically looks like, and just a few more light bulbs went off, and that was enough to you know get on an introductory course, and and then you get the upsell towards the next one. And I remember calling Caroline and going, "Carl, you won't believe how much they're charging for this next course." And then, but then you kind of think, yeah, but you know, it's and that and that I think that's another thing, isn't it? This whole upsell culture. Mm. So going back to the paid education, because that's very much how it worked when we got educated. I think it was the same for you. Yeah. You, you sign up for a little discovery day and they, 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 they tease you with a little bit of information and then you, you go to the next level and they give you a little bit more and then they'll release the, you know, the full works, if you like, if you pay for you know, this really hefty package. Yeah. And um, listen, I always say to people, if is any, I was going to say any education is good, good education. I don't know if actually that's strictly true. <laughs> that's but too big a statement yeah, for Mark. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's, that's true. But go and get educated, absolutely. Don't be afraid of the upsell. Like yeah. if it makes no, sense to you. Be aware that it's coming. Yeah, 100%. Be, keep like, your eyes open and understand what it exactly. means. You have your eyes open. You know you know it's coming and that's yeah. fine. If it works for you, then then absolutely. I've been in those scenarios before and, and not through naivety. Mm. I've been, you know, subsequently been in those environments. I've been the first person at the back of the room yeah. paying for the next stage because I knew for me that's absolutely where I need to get to. Um, what I don't like... And I know this has been really important to us with the whole Net Game Club idea is I don't like the withholding Mm. of information, putting it behind a a paywall and saying, right, I will I will tell you the rest of the critical information about how you deliver. Critically, when you've paid something to that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I have a problem with that. And that's that's why now if we run courses and you come on a service accommodation course or a flips course or a direct vendor we'll no, tell you everything we know there's about. no additional advanced no. no part to him no this is this is you know this is everything you need to know this is one-stop shop so yeah. you know that's 
that's changing. Yeah. That's changing, I think, as, as we move through. But yeah, that's how I got involved in property education. And, you know, we then did, um, I think it was something like six or seven HMOs in about 18 months. Yeah. Um, just through a realisation of, of, yeah. of how that could work. So did we make mistakes along the way? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But um, knowledge but, is power in that sense. And if someone looked at that going, okay, could you do, to most people, six or seven HMOs is yeah. going to be life changing, yeah. particularly in 18 months, yeah. obviously, whether you've got still refinances to yeah. go through at that stage or not. But that acquisition of properties, that's that's not normal no. for Joe Blogs. No. Um, it raises questions for yeah. sure amongst family and friends as to yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. you're doing. How on earth are they doing that? They must be millionaires. Seeing as you paid however much for your training in the first place. <laughs> Still get it now. We got. Uh, I was um, interviewed by the BBC to do with some uh, stuff that's going on in the news with Booking.com, which I've, I've told you about. And um, I knew it was coming, but the question was, well, you know, it's all right for you though, isn't it? You're clearly a multimillionaire investing in all these properties and hotels. And, and so it's just lack of awareness because... People only know one way to buy property. Yeah. And when we first started before getting educated, we only knew one way to buy property. Yeah. And then I guess if I'd looked at the future me, mm. I'd have gone, how on earth is he doing that? Yeah. You know, and until you know, yeah. you don't know what you don't know, do you? So. The funny thing for us when we got started on property, so we we had sold a property. We should have refinanced. We didn't know about the refinance yeah. thing, but we were moving house and we thought, right, we're going to have some money that we yeah. definitely want to put back in a property. And we realised that was going to be... We, we, I guess we were looking, going, how do we buy the best property? How, you know, what is an HMO? How do we do that? And this was in Edinburgh. Yeah. So we we're also then looking at it going, well, that's that's a lot of money for a deposit that maybe doesn't give us a huge amount of money back. So at that point, my husband, Ryan, had, he'd read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He knew about the BRR method. Yeah. He was aware of it. But then he went and spoke to, I think it was either an accountant or solicitor and they were just like you're crazy that's not how it's done you just put down your deposit and then yeah. off you go so from that point of view that was that's that's where we got stuck and yeah. so we went into those seminars ryan actually set me on my own because we, we had a young child at the time yeah and he said emily it's gonna be terribly salesy but just know what it is and actually you're gonna go to the back of the room and you're gonna sign up because we need to do the education and yeah. i'm sorry to put you through the suffering because i know how much you hate being sold to yeah <laughs> <laughs> but suffer through it and go to the back of the room and sign yeah. up and i there was part of me that was at the back of the room signing up going oh my god i, I hate this it's yeah. just it's horrible but because i knew exactly what it was we were getting for us it was we we knew what we knew about we'd been learning because yeah. we were starting to under once you undercovered a little bit of resource here then you got a bit more learning and yeah. then you found another book and so we were on that education point anyway we got yeah. it we understood how it worked but we couldn't find the network yeah and for us we looked at that going okay that's a lot of money but equally if we pay this money we damn well are going to go and do something yeah. about it um, because I'm far too embarrassed to say I spent the money and did nothing. Yeah. That's pride right centre yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and it was about if we can then find the right people yeah. that are going to point us to the right solicitor, the right accountant. The that's it. That was our big element. That's that's why we paid it. And so that network, for us, it was network. The education yeah. we knew we could find out. We yeah. knew we could get that. But it, it was fast-tracked. It's the doors that it opens for you, it, isn't it? Yeah, it was the fast yeah. track. It was a speed that we then just had. And we could we had someone we could phone or yeah. we could get in touch with or we could meet up and ask questions. And then it just was if we, we knew that if we were like, hey, we're in a problem, someone can help us. Yeah. So we paid an awful lot of money to get into a, a network, a club, basically. Yeah. Um, And I'd continue to do that. Yeah. So there's many different reasons I think people sign up for the education element of yeah. it. But again, you've got to know what it is you want out of it. Otherwise, yeah. you may well be one of those people that are sitting there going, oh, it's all scams. Yeah. And it's not. It just it's just got to be the right thing. And I think going back to where people then get a really bad. So if you go into any of these Facebook groups and yeah. you say, oh, I've just sat this latest crash course thing, you're going to get absolutely hounded just because of the people yeah. that didn't take action. So. Yeah excuses i think this yeah. is this is i think maybe the next point here in terms of you want to get started in property the only thing holding you back in reality is yourself yep and because people will blame it on time and money mm -hmm. but everyone will blame it on time and money you know that that's 
no one's got enough time and no one's no. got enough money at the end of the day. So you cannot afford to make that an excuse. You know, some people have really busy jobs. Some people don't have any savings to really throw yeah. at this. Yeah. Um, and you and I both know and have been in that situation ourselves, but we've both seen so many people who have in many ways had none of those boxes ticked you mm. know no money no time and i've gone on to achieve extraordinary things generally they do better yeah if if the, the, i it's find true. that the people who do the least are those that are comfortable yeah that's that is so that's so true yeah. they've got a good job they think that nobody thinks they have time as you said yeah. so they're going oh we've just got busy jobs yeah um they've maybe got kids that are more grown up you know they're yeah. not dealing with toddlers um and they they're looking at it going it would be nice it would be nice to have some properties be nice to do that property thing wouldn't it be nice to pick a kitchen yeah um you can tell i don't like the word nice um (laughs) and that that's the worst that those people unless they have a really burning desire to to sort something it's like you need to have your vision of hell that you're running away from to be like i need to change it and those that really have something so hard in a situation they need to change, those are the ones that don't have time for excuses. As a coach, mm. as a mentor, do you find yourself pulling your hair out in that situation? Because that's the one thing we can't give people, right? We can't create the pain. We can't create the strength of vision. We can help them discover it to yeah. an extent, but if it's not there, it's it's up to them to find that we can talk about strategy we can talk about you know we can pull together the best route for them to go through but that's a really difficult one to hand to somebody on a plate isn't it on a a kind of broader group environment yes on one-to-one i think the chances are the people that i'm doing one-to-one coaching with they're willing to pay to to get someone to kick their arse and i think well yeah maybe actually (laughs) because as i was saying it i'm starting to argue with myself in my head because actually sometimes the perception of what is comfortable like covid taught us that right jobs that we thought were secure and everything else clearly not as secure as we thought and 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 whole businesses that that were you know staple businesses that went under and so yeah i think helping people realize and, Mm. and pulling the fog away if you like to see actually is that as secure as you thought? What's going to happen when yeah. you retire? You know, how are you going to be able to spend more time with your family? What legacy are you going to create, etc.? As a one-to-one coach environment, that as you said, there's there's only so much you can do. You, yeah. you can show them reality. You can, but unless they, if they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. Yeah. But I do think I'm probably a little bit more. If I don't think I'm going to be able to help a student uncover yeah. that and really work towards it, if I don't feel they've got a really burning desire, yeah. I'll be quite clear with them and say we're wasting each other's time. Yeah. And I make that, I, I let them know about that very, before we even start, yeah. that in reality, if, if, if someone's making more excuses than they are progress, yeah. I'll call them out on it. They'll yeah. get another choice. But if, if they keep on doing it, do you know what? I'm not going to enjoy coaching. That's yeah. not going to come across. So... In a one-to-one scenario, much easier to work with someone. But in reality, a coach isn't going to be the person that's going to make your success. Yeah. It has to be you. Yeah, 100%. And in some elements, like we did a lot on our own before we really had a one-to-one coach, yeah. almost to the point that we probably took on a one-to-one coach a little bit too late in some, yeah. on, our, on our first kind of um, stage of things. But... Um, yeah, you've, you've got to be able to do it yourself. If you can't yeah. find the motivation, no one's going to do it for you. you. You know, no one's going to give you the Ferrari. No one's going to make you go out in the rain and the rubbish weather when you last thing you want to do is be knocking on doors doing direct vendor. Like, there's got to be something deeper, a deeper need yeah. and desire that's going to make you do it. Yeah. So pulling us back to the, the topic, the, the theme of this, this episode, so how to get started in property. So I think we've covered off get educated yeah you know don't necessarily (laughs) yeah don't necessarily rely on free resources Mm. find out who is doing what you want to do and 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 also just bear in mind that paying for education has a lot more to it than just the knowledge Mm -hmm. you know it's about the community it's everything that we talked about and like listen we'll we'll tell you right like there are we're we're running this as the net gain club podcast obviously we run education ourselves Mm -hmm. but We'll happily tell people there's there's people you definitely want to go speak to out there. There's some yeah. great people out there doing some brilliant stuff. As we said, we're still paying for education ourselves. Equally, there's some people you 
definitely want to steer away from you know and we'll tell you we'll tell you live on the podcast but we'll we'll, we'll tell people it's, this isn't yeah. a, a funnel into getting people to to get educated with us yeah. Yeah. Um, but definitely get educated yeah and then beyond that it's actually a really difficult question to answer right mm. how to get started because as you've kind of touched on a few times it really depends on your situation yeah. how much money how much money do you feel that you've got or uh, access to yeah, yeah. exactly yeah because we know, but again, people may be constrained by that. They go, well, I've got no money or I've got 10 grand or, or I've, I've got, got 50 grand money. or I've got, yeah. Or, or sometimes it's, it's, they're pigeonholed by the fact I've got, sometimes having that sort of middle ground is, is, uh, it's a bit like being comfortable again. Yeah. I've got 70K. So do you know what? I'm not going to go and raise angel finance. I'm going to put that all in my first deal yeah, yeah, yeah. so that I don't have to get uncomfortable. We students, did that. Students, I tell them, if you've got savings, put it to the side. Or invest it in something else. We Get rid that. of your money. <laughs> yeah, well, she told me that. We did that. Our first professional deal. I've used the speech marks a lot yeah. today, haven't I? Um, our first professional deal. We uh, we pretty much invested everything that we had yeah. disposable, if you like. Actually, it wasn't even disposable. We pulled some some money out of our, our house. Um, and we put that all into our first deal because we thought... Oh, fantastic i don't have to go out there and start speaking money. to people about money and getting scary bridging loans and all this kind of stuff and then pretty quickly well, you, you run go, out of money <laughs> yeah you run out of money and pretty quickly you go right okay well i want to be at my job in two years and that's just never going to happen yeah. so you're on to the, the angel hunt and, and actually in hindsight if i'd have t- actually someone did give me a pointer around that i didn't listen to them stupidly um they kind of pointed out, actually, if you took that money and you split that over three deals or yeah. made that the deposit and then leverage other people's money, you could be that much further down the road. That's what we've always done since that point. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that's the, 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 the thing. It's a really difficult question to answer because it comes down to what money you have access to. Mm-hmm. What's your personal situation in terms of the time you can invest? Yeah. Because even then we might steer people towards like joint ventures. Mm-hmm. And there's always ways to get started so what what is our advice to anyone that's listening to this then they think okay get educated done i'll do that um where do they go from there i i do think this is the hard this is the hardest question yeah in reality sometimes um it's impossible to figure that out yourself yeah um so if you are going down the route of free resources and uh, one of those challenges you you have to find out about all the strategies as much as you can Find out what suits you because there's a big difference between going and doing buy-to-lets and understanding how finance works, what kind of access to money you need to someone saying no money down, rent to rent and sourcing. Yeah. And you, you, I think you know, go find out about all the strategies, go and speak to people's experience, go find out in reality, is it harder or easier than it's made out to be? Clue here. It's never easier. Um, And and it's it's sometimes it is it's meeting people, going to networking events, talking, learning, soaking it in, understanding the ups and the downs of each strategy. So if someone says to you, Mark, hey, by the way, you don't need any money to get into property. You can go through sourcing or rent to rent. Yeah. Now as an experienced investor, does that set off alarm bells for you? I knew you were going to bring up sourcing. <laughs> I know you've got a bugbear about that as a, <laughs> as an entry strategy. We'd have both been told that 100%. If you don't have money, don't worry about it. Go and source deals for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it, as in I get the fact that, that there are ways that you can generate income from property without having to buy yeah. real estate. Having said that, and I, I feel the same, I think, as you do about sourcing around management, because mm-hmm. obviously being more in the service accommodation world, that's the equivalent. People are sold rent to rent as yeah. an entry strategy and they're sold management of other people's properties. Well, there's a, there's a lot of, put it this way, there's a lot of knowledge and experience I would feel I would need to have under my belt before I could sit with any credibility in front of yourself or anybody else and say, hey, let us manage your property. Mm. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure that that is, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, like, it, it could work, mm-hmm. but it's created a situation where it's so difficult to find a sourcing agent that you can trust who's actually yes. got the knowledge and experience in their area that you need. Same with managing agents yeah. who think that they can just stick it on Airbnb and take 20% jobs are good. And and I just think that's not, that's not what I would recommend. No, I think from a sourcing point of view, there are, in reality, there are very few people who yeah. actually make sourcing work. Yeah. And if they do, they tend to only be at it for a couple of years because yeah. it 
is by far the hardest strategy, yeah. the most effort, the yeah. most stress. Highest volume, biggest churn, uh, you, most active. You, yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't take your foot off the gas on that yeah. one. You need to have you've got investors, you've got clients, yeah. you've got you're at it. Now, I know people who have made a success of it and yeah. because they were not in a mortgageable position yeah. and or they weren't able to raise, I'm going to say that in some cases, actually raising finance would be particularly difficult. Yeah. So talking about someone who has moved to the UK, doesn't have the connections in the UK, yeah. maybe even comes from a country that you can't take money from. So I've seen people make a good success of sourcing, but they were a whole different breed of yeah. um, energy. Yeah. and engagement and it the, none of these strategies um can you do without a little bit of money either yeah so if you're going to go into sourcing you need to pay for your compliance your anti-money laundering your insurance yeah. um you need to have obviously your education because yeah. you need to know what you're doing you need to have all your policies and processes in place and i'm a little bit more particular about what some training courses come out and don't actually yep. tell you the legalities and yep. stuff you need to do about your anti-money laundering um others because they don't know right well they don't know yep. and or it's going to put everyone off from thinking that it's a nice easy strategy yep. and actually it's bloody hard yeah so you know if, if you've come into that scenario where you've been kind of looked at that from a sourcing point of view you need money you yep. need the startup costs and then you're traveling and again looking at any strategy you probably put in and i'm going to from my experience personally and from other people I've watched and coached and seen, it's a minimum of three months yeah. generally before you get your first deal. Yeah. And it's usually that point at which you're going, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is too hard. It's not yeah. working. Why can't I get the deal to happen? It usually isn't that next. Now, and that's only if you're putting in yeah. weekly effort. Yeah. So to get to that point you need to have three months minimum yeah. possibly six really before a payday comes through in sourcing because it's got you know you get paid once it completes yeah. um that's a long way down the road if you thought you were going to suddenly make millions like that you can be six months down the road before you even see a slither of any money coming back I mean, and it's then it's fr front loaded right yeah like oh, the massively. number of times that 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 we see people um, really have to graft and and go through periods of questioning themselves about whether this is ever going to happen mm -hmm. for them to get that first deal, and then three weeks later they get two more. No, every time. It's, it's <laughs> amazing, isn't it? Because they didn't go and start raising finance. Cause they're yeah, like, it'll be fine. The momentum is real, but it, it takes work to yeah. get to that point, and you see stories on social media mm. you see the, the the glossy side of things and you'll see other people around you going out and getting deals or something you're thinking why can't i do that why can't i find those deals because like something you said back earlier in the episode it's it's not as simple as just go and buy a house no not not every house is a good deal not every deal presented you as a deal is a good deal mm -hmm. if that makes sense you've got to be able to you've got to know how to analyze a deal in the first place for it to work for you but also for buy refurbish refinance and that's part of what the education is about is yeah. understanding what what am i got what do i want to achieve what is the best strategy that is going to yep. get me to that point and then where in the world is that strategy going to be easiest for me to implement you yeah. can do most strategies in most places yeah unless there's some kind of restriction against it but you can but it's not going to happen quickly and yeah. it's you, you know you need to understand where you're going to do it and that might involve travel time that yeah. might, might involve you know really real big commitment yeah. to get to that first point point. and if you are doing this entirely on your own um with a partner without a partner it's always even harder if you're on you know singularly doing yeah. it on your own um that self-doubt creeps in and sometimes yeah. sometimes you just need half an hour of someone's time to be like Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. And I, I did that where I actually won a free hour session in London with a mentor and I thought, right, I'm going to go and do this. And we yeah. hadn't got our first deal at this point. Yeah. Um, and I sat down with them and we sat in London and said, right, I flew all the way down. Um, and I, I basically went, right, we've been doing this, 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 this is how we're looking at it. It's, you know, it's, it's not working. And he looked at me and he was like, so what's your problem? And I was like, well, I, I don't know. Is it seem, does it seem okay? And he was like, yeah, you just need to keep doing it. Yeah. He goes, everything you're doing is right. Yeah. If if what you've flown down for London is to me to tell you, keep at it. Yeah. Like you're going to get a deal. Yep. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. I just I was at that point where I was going, Oh my god, this is not working. Yeah. And him to go, 
you're, you're actually you're doing everything we told you to do yeah. so hey little stick felt good about that stick yeah. a little gold star on me um just go and do it yeah just keep keep at it yeah and to me to go oh okay i don't need to doubt i yeah. don't need to doubt this i don't need to yeah. doubt that looked at it someone going yeah that that looks good yeah that's all i needed yeah. um and I think some, sometimes that's just what other people need. And you find yourself in the situation where you have connect, the ability to go and speak to mentors. Um, sometimes that is worth its yeah. weight in gold. 100%. So get educated. Yeah. Be clear on your goals yeah. and what you're looking to achieve over what sort of time frame. And, you know, try to put some numbers around that, you yeah. know, and what's that going to evolve. Don't expect that to happen overnight. Yeah, for sure. And then... Get, get connected to a network somehow. Get connected to the network so that you can understand what strategy at least you're going to start with. That, yeah. that might not be that. So we're not doing the strategy we started with. There's 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 likely to be a, a progression there. Yeah. But understand what's the best fit strategy for you, your circumstances and your goals yeah. and where you're based and yeah. all these sorts of things. And because Stick to it. Stick to it. Be persistent and don't assume that the grass is always greener mm. on the other side because you might think well yeah i want to be financially free for or whatever the term you want to use in two years so i'm going to skip the buy to let stuff and i'm going to move on to hmos or i'm gonna do you know what i'm, I'm just gonna dive straight in and do an apart hotel because how hard can it be you know but actually that could slow you down oh yeah so the irony people think that well i'm really busy uh, and i don't have much time so actually I'll I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a bigger thing and if you don't have the experience to do it managing builders understanding planning knowing that these things can take six so months a good nine chance months it won't happen yeah is and then you'll be two years down the line and go i haven't got a deal yet yeah or it will actually take you much longer and be much more costly because of the lack of experience you have in some of the fundamentals. So yes, doing a, a buy to let and securing 200, £150 a month net cash flow might seem like a drop in the ocean mm. for where you want to go, but it's about momentum and, the process and it's about the, the process, yeah. about what you learn to then have the confidence and the knowledge to go on to the next level. I think actually for me, in terms of the practical what should you actually do yeah. that that would be my advice to be people start small yeah cut your teeth yeah on a smaller project and build up and don't try and shortcut the process don't overcomplicate it yeah keep it simple okay mark let's play a game of would you rather okay i'm ready would you rather yeah Assuming you have no money and you're you're starting out from scratch, yeah. would okay. you rather start with doing sourcing or rent to rent? Okay. Um, and you can't say neither. <laughs> no, I well, listen. When we started out in service accommodation, we we did do a couple of rent to rents to get started, and that would be my answer. I would I would go for rent to rent. Um, it's not a get rich quick, as it's often put across to be that you can scale and you know very quickly with no money and that sort of thing there's a lot to it but i think that would be my preference because at least then i'm responsible for myself um i, I do feel the obligation weighs on me quite heavily sourcing deals for other people i've never done that to be fair so i'm not talking from experience on that side but um that responsibility weighs heavily as does managing for other people mm -hmm. so i think bottom line for me is i would go rent to rent what about you having sourced and i have all the compliance for sourcing uh, yeah. it's not something i did it because i do a lot of direct yeah. to vendor and it allowed yeah. me to pass on deals yeah. very clearly i would never really want to do sourcing okay i think it is very too, hard too greedy <laughs> <laughs> um no just you know sometimes deals don't work and if you come if you if deals are coming to you then source them by all yeah. means however if that's your strategy to yeah. go and try and make money I think I would go down rent to rent as well. Yeah. I do have that with sourcing though. I'm just talking personally. You asked me the question. I do have that with sourcing. Um, I have so much belief now that we can raise money if the deal is good. Therefore, if the deal is good, I want the deal. But if the deal doesn't work for you, and this is the thing with sourcing, because yeah. a lot of the times it's not 50% ROI, because it was 50% ROI, I would have bought it myself for sure. Yeah. And very few sources are sourcing the kind of stuff that I'm finding for myself. Yeah. So in reality, they're not sourcing, I'm not saying all of them, but in yeah, the majority, yeah. if they, especially if they're sourcing to overseas investors, yeah. then it's not a deal I'm buying anyway. Okay, cool. So rent to rent for you as well? Yeah. Okay. 
So, Emily, what is it that the gurus don't tell you? It's hard work, regardless of what strategy. Unless you've got a lot of money you're going to go and give to a sourcer to just take it off your hands. Let's face it, the majority of us are not sitting learning things from podcasts, if that's the case. Um, It's really hard work and it takes effort. And... I often talk about that three-month turning point. Yeah. That's, it could be three months, four months, five months. There's a turning point at which you think, I'm just not doing it. Now, they very much do tell you all the steps you need to put in place, that yeah. it's effort, it's following up. And yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't follow those steps. That's why yeah. it actually ultimately doesn't work. So they're not following up. They're not chasing. Yeah. They're not keeping their pipeline full. They're not putting in 40 offers or whatever the magic yeah. number is. But to do that week in, week out, through rain, with kids in the car, um, the guild that is associated with, oh, we're traveling another hour to our investment area to go and look at some smelly properties. It's fun to begin with, but the fun wears off and then it's just blooming hard. Yeah. And it's not in their interest to tell you that, right? It doesn't sell courses. Um, But at the same time, I would rather be honest with someone about... um, the real life of property investing because at least then you know that someone that Mm. comes through that and goes yeah i'm prepared to make that commitment is so much more likely to go on and actually achieve rather than fall by the wayside which is what we see so often absolutely mark what is it you wish you'd known when you got into property i think for me it's the the power of talking to people and the power of networking um it's it's still not something that comes 100% naturally to me but i certainly embrace it now a lot more than i did when we got started i would turn up to you know a, a training course i'd sit in the back of the room i'd take my notes and then i'd go off and sit there with your arms folded yeah, slightly <laughs> cynically no no i would i would take my notes and i'd go away and we would get our heads down that that's what we do well is mm-hmm. we do take action and we do work very very hard um but i think uh could that have been easy could that have been could we have greased the wheels more would there have been more opportunities that could could have opened up to us if we'd been more open to talking to people to mm-hmm. jvs like you know how we've come working together and everything's come off the back of that you know who you say, knows you say that with a smile because equally i think we were both very similar as someone says yeah. should you do a jv and both yeah. of us be like no we want the money yeah <laughs> far too far too greedy for that no um but there, there's a time and place well, where actually working with other people yeah. is going to speed things up potentially yeah. for you. Well, I'm sure we'll do a whole episode on JVs, won't we? But it's, um, yeah, I think so. I think it's very much around, it's around trust and it's about alignment of personalities mm. and goals and everything else. But when that happens, and that's only going to happen if you get out there and you have Meet an people. open mind and you're talking to people. So yeah, I do, I do wonder, I don't regret anything we did, but I do wonder actually whether or not you know, what would have happened if it had been a bit more, putting myself out there a bit more and a bit more open to networking and that side of things. Because now I can see how crucial that is and what a massive difference it makes. To summarise that, you wish you met me sooner. <laughs> if that's what you heard, Emily. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was awkward. Uh. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please don't forget to like and follow to make sure that you never miss a release. And if you're interested in finding out more about the Net Gain Club, please head on over to our website, netgainclub.com to find out all about our membership benefits and the events that we've got coming up. I got